We learn it takes more than a green thumb. Today on Podcast Magoria. Welcome to another episode of Podcast Magoria's Halloween A to Z. My name's Autumn. And I'm James. And today we are on our L movie. L for Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah. The musical, <laughs> specifically. Yes. 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 I enjoy the original, but the musical is really where it's at. It's yeah. so iconic. Yes. It was a really great palate cleanser um, because, like... I know this movie inside out. I yeah. watched it so much as a child. Well, I think it's a perfect halfway marker for the A to Z. Yes. This is your chance, dear listeners, to get a get a glass of water. <laughs> right. <laughs> hydrate. Because the back half. Oh, that back half. Oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> We've got quite the list still coming. <laughs> so this is, I mean, anybody that's worth their weight in guts and blood has seen this movie. This, yes. This is, this is kind of like uh, year one when we we reviewed Poltergeist. Yeah. You yeah. know, where it's just like we like to throw in one every once in a while that everybody's familiar with that just like, hey, I wonder what their take is. Well, our take is pretty obvious. We freaking love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, because everybody like I don't know anybody that goes, you know what, I don't really like that movie. Yeah, I have never come across anybody that has anything bad to say about this movie. Yeah. Or even just like Little Shop of Horrors in general. Yeah, it's usually a, they either love it or they've not seen it. <laughs> yeah, very true. And then once you do get them to see it, they're like, oh my God, how yeah. did I miss out on that? Oh yeah, it was great. Um, in the office where we work, um, of course, <laughs> all my coworkers and stuff were getting, you know, everybody gets kind of wrapped up that knows us when we're in the middle of doing the A to Z and recording it and stuff. Uh -huh. uh, because, of course, it spills over into our personal lives. <laughs> and, you know, so eventually it becomes an every time someone sees us they ask us what letter are you on what's the next movie and all that even people that don't watch horror films yeah and so when they were like what's your l you know just trying to think and then one person guessed little monsters okay which yeah. isn't a bad guess i mean yeah i like that movie too yeah and that'll be maybe there. one year yeah one year <laughs> it, it'll eventually come around i said little shop of horrors and i kid you not like anybody that was in with an earshot perked up <laughs> and poke their head around and go, are you talking about Little Shop of Horrors? You know, it was just like, it was, it was almost like that guy that comes into the uh, into the shop in uh -huh. this movie. It's like, yeah. what an amazing new plant, you know? Wow, <laughs> yeah. I want to buy something from this shop yeah, just yeah. because of that plant. <laughs> a anybody that somehow didn't still know that we were doing a show or whatever, as mm -hmm. soon as I was like, oh, we're reviewing Little Shop of Horrors, they popped up and go, whoa, whoa, whoa wait, whoa, hold on now, Little Shop of Horrors, you say. And mm -hmm. it was just, you know, folks of varying ages and varying backgrounds and stuff. And each one of them was like excited for different reasons. Right. Uh, so that was exciting. And and yeah, I've been wanting, like we've been wanting to talk about this movie for quite a while. Yeah, and it was honestly when we did the um, horror musical episode, yeah. Whew, it was really hard not to just do a review of it right then and there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm glad we didn't go for... <laughs> yeah. We went for something uh, not obvious, Phantom of the Paradise. I recommend going back and listening to both those episodes. Yeah, and as I said, this was just a nice little break yeah. amongst this list. Yeah, oh, for sure. It, it helped us recharge our batteries. We got to have fun watching a movie because yeah, it wasn't... I, I didn't have to take a million notes. <laughs> yeah. I knew pretty much what I wanted to say. Somehow, I still took the same amount of notes I would have taken even if I had not seen this movie before. I don't know how I managed to do that because <laughs> I know this movie. I've seen... Since this is, like, obviously, we're not going to be able to go into, like, 
two-thirds of the movie is music. Yes. So it's not like we're going to have a whole lot to say, especially since we're so incredibly familiar with it. And so I would like to just talk a little bit, intro into the movie. When, when did you first see this? How old were you? Ah, uh, gosh. I mean, I've been doing the Feed Me Seymour forever. Yeah. So I had to have been maybe five or six the first time I saw yeah. this. Maybe even younger than that, because I loved Rick Moranis. Yeah. Well, so... of course, because Ghostbusters. <laughs> Ghostbusters, yeah. He's like my favorite part of Ghostbusters. Yeah. So I watched a lot of Rick Moranis as a child. <laughs> yeah, Rick Moranis definitely, I think, he was a cornerstone of most millennials' uh, childhood. Yeah. Because it's... It's this movie. It's Ghostbusters. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Uh, Spaceballs. Yes. Yeah, so it's just like every few years, Rick Moranis would just kind of pop up and be incredibly influential. Uh, yeah. I, I also, I saw this movie, I think, when I was about four. It, I want to say it was mm-hmm. the uh, the televised premiere of it on, oh, uh, on yeah. like Cinemax or whatever. And so... Yeah, I wish I had... I was alive when it first uh, popped <laughs> up. Well, yeah. well, well, this movie no. came out... Uh, this. The movie yeah, came like, out in 86. Okay, yeah. It was one year before I was born. Yeah. So, so one year after I, I was born. I was barely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're still floating around the ether. Yes. And, uh, you know, so, yeah, the movie was incredibly influential on me as a child. Of course, even if you were a kid around that time and didn't catch the movie, you still would have caught wind of it because of the animated series yep. that came out shortly after. And every single TV show, cartoon, even other movies yeah. made references to yeah. this. Well, in video games, yep. you know, because it, anytime that there's a Venus flytrap, mm-hmm. yep. it's, it's usually named an, Audrey. Yeah, it's Audrey or, or Audrey 2. Or, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Or the very least, like the first thing it says is feed me. Uh-huh. Like it's just there's a lot of like this is an incredibly influential film. Mm-hmm. Before digging in any further and like before I actually talk about the movie still, I just want to talk about, you know, some people might realize that this was an off-Broadway musical before it was a film. Yep. Uh, the actress uh, that plays Audrey in it was Audrey for the stage show. And for some reason, I never knew that until <laughs> James mentioned it while we yeah. were watching it. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah, it's I've really... had this movie in my life for this long and I never <laughs> knew that. It's crazy, though. I mean, looking at the production stuff for for preparation of this movie, um, like some of the other people that could have been in it instead, mm-hmm. like for instance, uh, Barbara Streisand was approached to take the Audrey role. That would have been insane. I don't, I can't fathom that. Yeah, she's got like I love Barbara Streisand, sure. but her voice—I don't know, like her voice compared to the the actress that plays Audrey, Ellen Green. Her voice compared to Barbara Streisand's, it, it just fits the character a little better. Yeah, Barbara Streisand has such a strong like classic voice yeah and i just like i also can't picture barbara streisand playing this character so, somebody so weak yeah yeah there's just something that, like because i mean she's played barbara streisand has definitely plenty of other characters under her belt yeah but for some reason i just can't fathom uh her being you know that role another person that was potentially audrey was cindy lopper now that, that I yeah. I could have seen. And I think that she has the vocal range. Yeah, that... I I think that her voice would have fit that character a little better. Yeah. But I'm glad they got who they did. Yeah, oh, of course. Because I can't she... imagine anybody else. Yeah, she's just perfect yeah. um, for the character. Just the way that she carries herself and the way that she uh, delivers her lines. Yeah. One last little production note before we start actually digging into the movie is, of course, that it was directed by Frank Oz. Which, wow. <laughs> yeah, better known <laughs> as um, Miss Peggy and Yoda, yep. uh, amongst uh, many other things. <laughs> Muppet alum. Yeah. He, he, Frank Oz, you know, of course, directed before this. He did The Dark Crystal, The Muppets mm-hmm. Take Manhattan. <laughs> then after this was Dirty Rotten Scoundrels and What About Bob? He's got quite a few movies under his. Belt. so this isn't <laughs> a variety yeah. of movies oh, yeah. too yeah 
his unique experience and also kind of unique humor I think really helped this film along. I also, I don't think I could imagine any other director uh, tackling this. Yeah. I think that it's just, it, it's just sometimes there's a total eclipse of the sun. <laughs> and everything aligns perfectly. And then before you is this perfect thing that you didn't notice before. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned Yoda. Yeah. And this is how we can kind of jump into the film sure. because... The film does start with the scrolling text. Yes. <laughs> uh, because this is technically a sci-fi film. Yeah, this is, this is, we're, we're in a sci-fi situation mm -hmm. here, for sure. Because Audrey, too, happens to be an alien plant. Yes, yeah. Which, I, I love the way that this movie opens because with the scrolling text, there's mm -hmm. like the galaxy background. Yes. But then you come to find out that this galaxy is actually a nasty puddle. Yeah. Yeah. There are <laughs> so many beautiful transitions yes. in this movie. Yes. And you can imagine it being a stage production mm -hmm. as well as being you know it being a movie like there's just so many facets to it that it's such a multi-layered product like it, it's just it's you know there's so many things about it that that make it incredibly unique but also it just hits all the the different itches that you gotta get scratched mm -hmm. uh, for a movie yeah and i'm not necessarily sure what if they built like a full set or if this was an actual street in a uh, skid row but, I mean, it, it looks like oh, it was built. Yeah, because of how nasty it is. Yes, Yeah, the it's set perfect. design is perfect. It's so dirty. We have our opening song, Little Shop of Horrors. Hey, imagine that. Yeah. So you get to see the nastiness of the street. We're also introduced to, what would you call, like, our narrators yeah like, i i always assumed that they were the narrators of the story yeah they're obviously based off of the supremes because they have names like ronnie and chiffon and crystal yeah and chiffon is actually played by tisha campbell who is like a well-known actress yeah. now yeah but oh my god all of their voices together as the yes. narrators like it's, it's so good. So good. Yeah. Um, and that's why the title track especially is just amazing. Yeah, yeah. Their <laughs> harmony is is top notch. Also, so it's it's raining and I love the effect of, mm -hmm. of that like where it's it's a downpour and they're perfectly dry as yeah. they're walking through the street. Yes. And even like walking past people that are getting drenched. And um, they just did a really good job with, like, the forced perspective of, like, the rain in front of the camera versus them actually, you know, being mm -hmm. perfectly safe. Yeah, I I love that little detail yeah. of this part. Yeah, because, I mean, like, they're not really there, so why would they get wet? Exactly. Yeah. Right, and I've always wondered, because, you know, there's the three little girls that are kind of in the story mm -hmm. as well. Are they actually supposed to be our narrators? Are they, like, an imaginary version of oh, so <laughs> of these girls or what? So what my, like, if I'm going to, you know, lean into that, uh, what I had always thought was that our trio singers is the potential of what the i think the fantasy that those girls imagine because mm -hmm. everybody yeah that's what i was yeah, yeah. i was getting at because i mean and, and you know and so and let's go ahead and get to songs songs finished <laughs> it not it, <laughs> it it perfectly takes us around the entire set we see every facet we see the street mm -hmm. we see the shop we see seymour's nasty little corner you know in his in the basement of the shop mm -hmm. like uh and we are quickly introduced to the fact that Seymour is pretty much just a lowly loser. Mm -hmm. Mr. Mushnick is just like, why are you such a fuck up? Uh, <laughs> very quickly, we also get introduced to Audrey and the fact that she's in a nasty relationship because she's got a black eye. Uh, which uh, Yeah, but she's know, still so pretty with the black yeah. guy. Well, yeah, yeah. Seymour, you know, is just like, oh, new makeup, you know? Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, yeah, like to, to follow through with the point you were just making, we have our three narrators as regular people mm -hmm. hanging out out front. Yeah. 
pushing us straight into our sex song, Skid Row. Yes. Which the bag lady that starts the song, her voice <laughs> is mm-hmm. breathtaking. Yeah, every single person that you see singing has the pipes to yeah, sing. Yeah, <laughs> and this is the part of it where it's just like, God, I feel like I'm watching, like, it's, it's, you, they're doing the Broadway posturing mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Also, the entire time during the song, I was thinking to myself, it's like, you know, if you didn't know that this was Frank Oz directing it and there's all these connections to Jim Henson stuff, you would easily just go, you know, this would probably look pretty good if these were Muppets. Yeah. Because yeah. it feels like... It feels Muppety. It feels like the scene in Muppet Christmas Carol when Mr. Scrooge is walking through the town and everyone's doing their songs and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, like singing about him being so shitty. This is like... this. Is yeah. Very parallel. Yes. Because you see all these characters. I love... I, I, just, I just love... Each one of the characters, you can tell, have their own story. I assume that they pro- all the actors did their own little, like, character research and and have in mind, like, this is what my character does for their living. Mm-hmm. This is, like, because everyone looks so natural. Yeah. And I do also wonder if um, Ellen Green was going around the set going, okay, this is this is what we usually do in the show. Yeah. So maybe this is the drive for your character. Yeah. Or, you know. Yeah. I'm curious as to what the overlap is. If how many people that were in this production mm-hmm. were cast members. Yeah. Of, of the stage show and yeah, like where where the overlap is on that, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but anyway, it is amazing. Of course, Ellen uh, Green blows the lid off the place but also freaking rick moranis you get to see his singing abilities in this where where it's it's you know seymour wanting to get out of skid row and and it's just there's so much passion behind it Mm -hmm. like he doesn't half-ass it yeah you don't really expect that when you see rick moranis but it he it is honestly like amazing yeah and i always love the contrast of the music mm-hmm. um, in this part versus like how everything looks. Yes. I mean, we were talking about the set earlier, but during this part, especially it is, it's just because you see everybody's down on their luck on yes. the street. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's in like different shades of Brown, mm-hmm. essentially like they melt into the set. Yes. And and that like the part where uh Seymour is in the alleyway by like the 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 fe- the you know the the chain link fence and the people are coming up you know it's yeah. like they're coming out of the ground. Yeah, you know? it's it's kind of creepy yes. actually that part of the yeah. song, but I love it. Oh, for sure. We are after the song introduced to what a normal day at this uh, flower shop looks like, which is no business at all. It's just... Well, there's nothing in the shop. Uh, yeah, yeah, that is true. Um, <laughs> so it's just Mr. Mushnick, Audrey, and Seymour standing around. And finally, Mr. Mushnick's just like, all right, I'm closing. I'm this. I'm done. We're, we're done with this. I'm closing the shop forever. We're never going to have any business. Sorry, kids. Go home. Pack it up. Uh, find a different job. It's over. To which Audrey's just like, well, Seymour, you should tell him some of your ideas. And Seymour's just like, oh, well, we need to take the shop in a different direction. Let me show you this plant I have. Mm-hmm. And and Mr. Bush is like, just like, oh, boy, you know, what, what's this <laughs> loser got to tell me about running a business? <laughs> yeah, it turns out that he's got this whole new plant yes that n- nobody's ever seen mm-hmm. why he didn't take it to a researcher or something right. we'll never know no. but this is where we get to see audrey too and she she's so cute and yeah, so such baby. a precious little plant yeah <laughs> so cute yeah um every time i see audrey too like recreations for sale mm-hmm. I- i'm I always want to like I, I we will eventually own one. Oh yeah, in various stages of growth. Yes, uh, and, until we and, have a full room with the big room. Audrey. Yes, like it'd be so great <laughs> if we had like a greenhouse and had a big and Audrey, had Audrey in too it. in it. Yes, oh. <laughs> uh, but it it's definitely like the cuteness aggression comes out when I see baby Audrey with yeah. the little itty bitty lips and yeah. just so tiny and yeah. 
I just want to smush her. <laughs> Steamer and, and eat her. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Seymour puts her in the front window. Be like, oh, maybe if we put something in the front window, it'll attract customers. And Mr. Mushnick is just like, what the hell? Yeah. No. <laughs> no, this is never going to work. And as he's saying that, somebody pops in. Yep, Christopher Guest. I got to see that plant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love how fast it is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I also love the incredibly bizarre acting of Christopher Guest in this, where he's just like, say, and he's just like yes. staring through them <laughs> yeah. and very mechanical with this weird grin on his face. Yeah. Uh, and and it's like, where, where did you get this strange new plant? And then this is when we get the third song. If you can call it that, it's a talkie. Yeah, yeah. It's another narration song yes. about Seymour finding the plant yep. and how he just came upon it mm -hmm. at this uh, Chinese plant shop Yeah, in Chinatown. Yeah. Who would have thought? Right. That's the other question is, well, I mean, in the song, it shows Audrey just showing up at that moment. During a total eclipse of the sun. During a total eclipse of the sun. Yeah. And I'm just like, damn, <laughs> that, that shop owner there could have been the star of this movie right yeah <laughs> well after he sells audrey too to seymour um he doesn't do any more business closes up shop and then instead uh starts selling gremlins i think that is what happens <laughs> yes, i yes, think that's what has the yes. sequel to this is actually gremlins uh <laughs> i also like that the plant was only a dollar 95 too. yes yes if only they'd sell the little Audrey's at that price. Oh my God! Yeah, if only <laughs> we would own a thousand of them. Uh, the only, like, the only thing I want to note about this scene because I don't want to take too long on this particular part is um, I like it when there's like this street side like doo wop singers mm -hmm. and Seymour comes up like he's gonna start singing with them before yes. the eclipse happens it's just really funny because like i don't know why that 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 part always tickles me well i just like christopher guests like his reaction at the end where yeah. he's just like unusual story fascinating plant <laughs> give me a dozen roses yeah yeah <laughs> yeah because it's it's like it's fifty dollars worth of roses and and he's only got a hundred. Yeah. And Mr. Bush is like, ah, oh, sorry, man, we, we can't break that. He goes, well, then I guess I'll have to get twice as much. <laughs> <laughs> I just like that he looked around that store. saw it, they had like all these dry plants yeah. and or no plants at all. And was yeah. like, yeah, I can get a dozen roses from here. Yeah, right. <laughs> just because of that cute ass that little cute plant. plant. I want to get some of these dry ass roses. <laughs> Instantly. The business is booming, and I guess uh, Mr. Mushnick can finally afford stock. <laughs> I also love that we get kind of a ska version of an instrumental of Little Shop of Horrors. Yes, we get a nice little instrumental reprise of, of the song. And uh, I swear it's so ska. Yes. Uh, Mr. Mushnick, of course, wants to celebrate their newfound success by taking Audrey and Seymour out to dinner. Audrey can't do it because uh, she has a date with that no good Nick. Yeah, I just got to say, I really commend Mr. Mushnick because he really cares about his employees. Yeah, oddly he, enough. Yeah. He is like super worried about Audrey and telling yeah. her, hey, you don't need to be going out with that guy. This is not a normal situation. Yeah. And I'm like... Wow, that's really progressive, yeah. actually. Yeah, so Seymour's just like, okay, well, Mr. Mushnick, well, I'll, I'll join you for dinner, uh, just you and I. No good. Nope. No good. Nope, <laughs> nope, 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 nope. Uh, you need to make sure that that plant's doing okay because it's looking kind of wilted. This brings us to song number four, Grow For Me, um, <laughs> uh, where it's just, it's Seymour. This is, I mean, how it's hard to say which songs are my favorite because I love all of them. Yeah. But this is easily one of my favorite ones. I love the bounce to this song. Yes. And the structure of this song. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Of course, it's just Seymour lamenting about how he has tried everything in the book to get the plant to grow and it's not growing. He ingests, uh, like, is jokingly saying, what do you want from me, blood? To which the plant's just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so Seymour ends up giving it a few drops, and uh, and just like, well, hope that worked. He leaves, and then Audrey too. 
busts out of the can, the she coffee can. She shoots out of That's the it. coffee can. That's right. Yeah. Um, I like the effect of the of like the the can bolt popping and yeah. like bulging out and her like straining. Yeah. <laughs> so that that Muppet charm. Yes. <laughs> I don't know how much time has passed between that scene mm-hmm. and this next one, but Seymour's now famous. Yeah, because he's got a radio interview where he's going to talk about this plant, and. <laughs> It's so cute because there's, like, a secretary that, like, bends over in front uh-huh. of them and Audrey tries to, like, bite the booty. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's real. Like, I, I love that because, like, Audrey looks at Seymour first and then looks at the butt and then mm-hmm. looks at Seymour and then it's just like, <laughs> trying Give me to. that booty. I want that booty. I want to get that snack. <laughs> which Seymour stops. Which, okay. Okay. All right, Autumn. Uh-huh. Now. This right here should have been Seymour's hint that this plant things, has sentience. Yeah, things <laughs> probably won't go too well. Yeah, but, yeah. But hey, I mean, he's going to do this interview. Yeah. We have a fantastic performance from John Candy. Yes. His hair is freaking fantastic. Yes, he has a phenomenal pompadour. But he is so weird, too. Oh, well, because it's the weird world. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's just your classic um, Dr. Demento-esque like, mm-hmm. like shock jock, like, oh, it's weird. And he, yeah. he's making all the sounds himself, though, yes. without a soundboard, and yeah. I said, he's no Michael Winslow. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it's really... It's really fun. And he's just, and so he asks Seymour, where did he find this plant? Which you get the first couple of notes of the total eclipse of of the sun, like song. Yeah. So you know that he tells that story exactly the same. It all, it goes bloop after this point. (laughs) He's just one of those guys though, that can tell a story the exact same way over and over again. You can just tell from this guy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It then shows that Mr. Mushnick has been listening to the radio program. He's waiting for Seymour to say the name of the flower shop and he's spelling it out. And he's like, come on, come on. You know? (laughs) And then Audrey comes in. It turns out that she was late. She didn't get to, uh, hear the radio program because she was dealing with her boyfriend ah. oh boy our three singers our three narrators uh end up telling her that she needs to leave her boyfriend and what about seymour yeah, what about like seymour? he seems like a nice guy why not try him and she's like well sure i guess but you know he's he's sweet and all but no 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 well she thinks that she's not good enough yes. for seymour yeah I'm um, like, you crazy lady. This leads us to our next uh, uh, beautiful song, uh, Somewhere That's Green. Oh, my God. I get chills just thinking about this yeah. song. It makes me misty-eyed yeah. every time I hear it. Yeah. And I I just love the way that her fantasy is filmed. Yes. Too. Well, because cause she's singing about how she wants the perfect life just like Better Homes and Gardens mm-hmm. magazine. And so her fantasy is the imagery from those magazines literally on screen. Yes. And, and so it's it's just, it's really fun. I love how, how simple her perfect mm-hmm. world is. Which yeah, is she just, just wants to be happy and yeah. make a home. Yeah, she That's just it. wants to have, she wants plants, she wants kids, she wants plastic on the furniture, <laughs> and she, you know, she just wants to to hang out with Seymour for, for forever. Yeah. You know, and that's, it's beautiful. It's sad. You know, it's heartbreaking. So after her little fantasy of just having a, like what her perfect life looks like, we see basically Seymour's, you know, success, like fantasy of success coming to fruition where it is just a narration of how successful he like everything's just coming well, coming along I mean, yeah seymour's looking good now yeah. huh yeah yeah C- coming up millhouse yeah. <laughs> uh, and but but i mean also uh g- <laughs> giving a ton of his own blood to Audrey too. Yeah, yeah. I like that the the narration of oh he's looking good now compared yeah. to him letting Audrey just like suck on his finger and he's like Ugh. Yes. <laughs> you know. But I love how the next scene immediately goes into seeing how the flower shop is 
humping and bumping. Yeah, yeah, it is incredibly busy. Uh, it is so bright and fully stocked now. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, they even did a new paint job. It looks like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or at the very least, you know, scrubbed it down. Yeah, something. <laughs> yeah, which we know Seymour would have been the person to have done that. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> On top of, of um, bleeding himself bleeding dry. Bleeding himself dry, which, I mean, it, it really shows how much this is affecting him because, yeah. okay, folks, it looks like Black Friday in this flower shop, yeah. and poor Seymour is, like, dragging his feet and yeah. bumping into people, and he, he just looks tired. Yes. And he's he's having such a hard time that he's actually forgetting about a big order that he yeah. needs to get together. So he runs over, uh, you know, Mr. Mushnick's just like, oh, my God, you forgot this enormous order. And and he's just like, get it together. Come on, come on, come on. And, and so Seymour uh, goes to Audrey because she does the flower arrangements. Mm -hmm. And it's just it's so funny because while he's talking to her. She's just like, you know, pass me the glitter, give me this, you know, and stuff. Uh -huh. and, and she puts together a very simple arrangement. The most simple arrangement yeah. you could. Yeah, it's uh, could... three water lilies and a, ro and, a, and, a, and a ribbon. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. It's something not involved at all. Doesn't <laughs> yeah. look great, no, but they're no. like, that's good. This yeah. works. <laughs> um, yeah, this, this kind of gives our characters a moment to talk and, you know, they talk about how Audrey talks about her low self-esteem yeah. and they agree that, oh, well, we need to go shopping. Yeah. Yeah. Let's well, especially because like Seymour also is, is going, well, you know, I'm just a schlub and all that. And yeah. She's like, yeah. Well, let's get you a new outfit and all that. And it's just like they're both lifting each other up. Mm -hmm. and you can also see the beginning of a romance between mm -hmm. them. Yeah. Unfortunately, with this suggestion of going shopping audrey realizes oh well i can't i got another date yeah with my boyfriend yeah <sighs> which now we get to see the boyfriend yes. and oh my god even though he's such a horrible bastard like yeah. i love him yeah we get uh the legendary <laughs> performance uh from steve martin as yes. the dentist you'll be a dentist <laughs> Hey, it was under 60 seconds. We're good. It was a parody. I love this song so much. Um, you'll be a flautist. There, that's okay, the, that's there we the, go. The parody. <laughs> this, uh, I remember this playing on on MTV and VH1. Yeah, like yeah, like they this, would this occasionally segment. just show yeah. like the songs yeah. from this movie, and this one was played many yeah, times. Yeah, usually in October, this would come uh, come across yeah. the screens. And I mean, it's just the song is just him singing about how how, how he's mis a, misogynistic and <laughs> just masochistic, masochistic, and, and yeah. all the other emesistic words. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, just talking about how much he likes being terrible and being a dentist. This also features a phenomenal puppet, mm -hmm. which is the interior the of the mouth. Yes, yes. It's, it's so cool. It's insane. It's enormous. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, like absolutely. Uh, I, I love that. I like it when he opens up the closet and he's got the little shrine to his mom. Mm -hmm. uh, this also features... One of the all-time greatest transitions, transitions? Yes. yes, to where he has the guy spit, and it transitions to it's Seymour throwing out the old water into the alleyway. Yes. It's it's so great. I this is that's one of the other iconic scenes from this movie that I think of often. Yeah, Seymour is now introduced to the dentist, just like we just got introduced yes. to him. Um, he rolls up on his motorcycle all loud and yeah. horrible. Yeah. And he he tells Seymour, oh, hey, you're that guy with the plant. I want to see the plant. Let me see the plant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Seymour's like, hey, you can't go into the shop. And he's just like, don't you tell me what to do. And he's about to slap Seymour around. But that's when Audrey shows up. And he's like, oh, no, 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 no. Seymour, this, everything's fine. This is my my boyfriend. And, and everything's cool. And, and you know, and, and then it's just... Uh, you know, dentist going, well, hey, you know, since you're a famous fellow, you can come to my dentist shop and get a free, you know, cleaning while I'm on, on the house. You know, and it's just 
and then proceeds to be abusive to Audrey right, right in front, front of, of Seymour. Yeah. Yes, that's yeah. the part that gets me. Yeah, where she's like when she's talking to him, he's like he's like, "Sorry, what? Sorry, doctor." Because she he makes her. Call ah, that's her all right. That's good enough, I yeah. guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, and like so, you can already see like the blood boil a little bit in Seymour. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seymour goes into the shop and is just kind of talking uh, to Audrey too about how shitty the boyfriend is. Mm-hmm. To which then Audrey too replies with "Feed me," <laughs> and we get. The uh, legendary, yeah, another, another famous song from it's this all legendary, movie. But yeah, but yeah. <laughs> I think though, out of the songs, people either know the title track or this song. Yeah, probably. Um, and I do like this one a lot, mm-hmm. um, because it's so rock and roll. Yes, compared yeah. to a lot of the other stuff we've gotten. Yeah, and uh, man, I just I I just love Audrey too so much. Yeah, I can't help but to squeeze in just a little bit more production stuff. You know, for those that may be wondering how in the world did they make it look so good uh, for Audrey to singing the songs, uh, what they did is they actually slowed down the track on set. And so the puppet would be able to mouth along with the song and then they would speed it up uh, so it would match well. So if, if you if you're an eagle eyed viewer, if you watch Seymour or anybody else uh, in any future scenes where uh, the plant is talking or singing, you'll notice that they every once in a while they'll be a little bit quicker than uh, than normal uh, because it, you know it's completely sped up. We also get to see how far Rick Moranis's pipes can go oh, in this yeah. song too, like. Because he starts rocking out, and yeah. you don't—you really don't expect that from yeah. him. Yeah, it's it's incredible his range uh, during this song. Yes, he's still just kind of like you know, I'm not sure, I'm not sure. And then he sees Audrey and uh, the dentist come home, and he and starts slapping her. He starts around. slapping her around, and that's when Seymour is just like, "Well, he looks like plant food to me." Yeah, he yeah. looks <laughs> like plant food to me. Yeah, uh, <laughs> which just then takes us to. The next scene, which is the dentist's (laughs) office, and we get just the most bizarre (laughs) performance from Bill Murray. Okay, a really (laughs) bizarre character in general. Yeah, which this character in the original film was played by uh, Jack Nicholson. Yeah. And and also was weird. But it, it's just, it's, I, I don't want to go too much into it. If somehow you haven't seen this movie, all I have to say is candy bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I always go, this would be me if I went to the dentist, right? though, because yeah. I'm weird like that. <laughs> right. Seymour uh, arrives and we see that he has smuggled in with him a gun uh, to kill the dentist. However, he doesn't need the gun because no. the dentist, we also end up learning that he has this bizarre, <laughs> this bizarre gas mask apparatus yeah. that he uses to get high. And Which, I mean, this was the final time for that. Yeah. He goes yeah. a little too hard with it. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, Seymour pulls a gun on him and he's just laughing and he, he's just finally just like, well, what I ever do to you? And it's like, well, it's not what you did to me. It's what you did to her. And he realizes in that moment before dying, oh, yeah, I'm terrible to her. Dead. Dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Seymour is able to drag the body back to the shop. And, uh-oh, Mr. Mushnick is showing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mr. Mershnick ends up seeing Seymour cut up the body. But Audrey, too, is so happy and cute, though, Uh because she's getting a full meal. That's right. Yeah. After this, uh, Seymour ends up seeing the police questioning Audrey about uh, the disappearance of her boyfriend. And he's just like, well, you know, maybe, maybe you're better off without him. And she's just like, I know it's terrible to think, but yeah, I think that maybe you're right. But I also mm-hmm. don't deserve anyone better than that because I'm a terrible person. It's such a shame. Yeah. And then we get, yeah, another freaking amazing song from Miss Ellen. Yeah. Uh, suddenly Seymour. Yeah. 
Which another, they both. Another freaking song that makes me cry yeah. because she sings it so beautifully. Yeah. yeah. Ah, it, I just can't fangirl enough over the, the 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 vocals. Yeah, it's it's amazing, and they both sing together very well. Um, it's it's just a phenomenal uh, song about how you know she has never had anybody care about her and now suddenly she has you know Seymour in her life that is just so amazing and all that mm-hmm. and, and it's just it's it's a it's a great track um after this however this little this little moment of of peace and happiness that's uh, blossoming for Seymour and uh, Audrey Mr. Mushnick ends up confronting Seymour about how he knows how Audrey has gotten bigger and he knows that Seymour killed and chopped mm-hmm. up the dentist. And it's just like, hey, how about this? How about you just, you give me the tips on how to make the plant grow and I'll let you go about your business. You, I'll give you a head start. You get away. You move somewhere else nice and uh, forget this all ever happened and I'll have all the success with Audrey too. Oh, well, you just feed the plant. Yeah, that's right. Is what Seymour says. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is also, while all this is happening, we have another song, Supper Time. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, um, I, I don't know how intentional. It feels almost as if Seymour wasn't actively trying to feed Mr. Mushnick to Audrey, too. Yeah, I think that this was more or less an accidental yeah. Um, feeding. Yeah. But Audrey's happy. Yes. Happy again. <laughs> yeah. Um, and with Mr. Mushnick out of the way, Seymour is now even more successful yeah, than he, he had ever been before. Yeah. He's even getting TV deals yeah. where he's uh, showing off Audrey. And Audrey is huge now. Yeah. Like, she, Audrey, too, has grown to almost the size of the shop. Yes. Yeah. Uh, this is where we get another number, Meek Shall Inherit, which, by the way, was shortened for the movie. It's actually yeah. a longer song in the stage production. Wow. Um, you know, and, and again, it's just going through all of the success that he has. Seymour is seen in the shop and there's a film crew there wanting to do interviews with him. And he is just like... I need you all to get the fuck out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Get lost. Get, go, go, go. Because it's like, one, he's exhausted from all the success. And two, it's obvious that the guilt is taking over about the, the fact that he killed the dentist and also had killed Mr. Mushnick. Yeah. Somebody that you know took him in. Yeah. And so that's, you know, it's unfortunate uh, that that's happened. Audrey comes to check on him and... This is where they agree to run away and get married. Yeah, yeah, they're going to elope uh, tonight. And so Audrey's going to get her dress. Seymour is going to start packing to get ready for them to just to run away because the, tomorrow they're going to be getting this huge check uh, for this appearance. And Seymour's just like, I'm going to take that check and we're just going to start over. Yeah. And, um, as Seymour is gone, um, getting ready, this is when Audrey, too calls uh audrey one (laughs) and she sees through the window of her apartment across the street into the shop that it's the plant talking (laughs) so she immediately rushes over in her wedding dress and it's just like oh my god i can't believe you talk and audrey two is just like yep and also i like to eat (laughs) (laughs) yeah she tries to eat audrey prime there we go yeah (laughs) uh but seymour comes back just in time uh to save her yeah and true love (laughs) you know you yep they run outside they get away uh this is when they're approached by um jim belushi's character I don't know what the, like, I don't know what the character is. Uh, Asshole in the alley. Yeah, uh, he just wants to 
Buy the plant. He wants to buy the plant and mass produce Audrey twos. Hell no. And that's when, yeah, Seymour and Audrey Prime uh, realize that, oh, my God, if there is one of those in every household, the world would come to an end. So they have to go in and stop the plant. So Seymour runs in to take out Audrey two, but not without a fight. We get our uh, final number, Mean Green Mother, where uh, Audrey has. From from outer space. Don't forget. Yeah, she's mean and green, and she is mad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but she's also got babies yeah, now. Yeah, there's all these little little Audrey too singing, singing along. Too. <laughs> yeah, um, and it's such a fun, funny song. Yes, um, which you brought up an interesting point because there's a part where Audrey too pulls down Seymour's pants and is like, "I'm gonna bust your balls." Yeah, I was like, wait a second. How does she know about like mammal genitalia? Mammal, yeah, like anatomy. Yeah. Well, I guess like you know what you eat. I guess maybe. Yeah, maybe. Well, she may have been reading National Geographic while well, like, well, the shops closed. She could have been bored and yeah, yeah just watching TV. Yeah, yeah, listening to the radio. <laughs> I never thought yeah. about all that. But you know, uh but yeah, Seymour almost bites the big one. However, like Audrey brings the entire Audrey too brings the entire building down. Yeah, cuz she's rocking too hard. Yes. And Seymour grabs a loose uh wire and electrocutes uh, Audrey too, which I absolutely love that you have the electrocution. Mm-hmm. Audrey looks at the camera, says, oh, shit, and then explodes. <laughs> yes. It's such a fantastic um, ending to such a fantastic character. Yeah. Um, also a fantastic ending to a fantastic movie because that's yeah, that, Audrey explodes. Yeah, that leads Audrey Prime and Seymour to their green life. Yes. Yeah. Because uh, we get to see that they're happily living in a better homes and gardens house. That's right. Now, that, of course, was not originally what the ending was supposed to be. Nope. Um, and it was almost lost media, but then they 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 managed to find the footage and they put it on uh, the, what was it, what was it, 2004, 2005 DVD release? They put they put the uh, the original scene in where yeah. Audrey two actually wins, <laughs> and you see the entire like you see like Times Square being destroyed yes. by a gigantic like like several gigantic Audrey twos like yes. going through and, and wreaking havoc, and um, yeah, the, uh, this scene did this ending did not uh, test very well. <laughs> <laughs> with audiences and so, I would have been fine with it. Yeah, so they just they left it to a happy ending. But uh, is it oh, such a happy ending? That's right, because mm. in their garden is an Audrey too that smiles at the camera. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it's so cute again. I it's just cute again. Yeah, if they could only just stay that size. <laughs> I know. It's like kittens, you know. I know. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, that's the end of the movie. And um, gosh, we we. We've done what we usually do at the end of the episode, in the beginning of the episode, which is, duh, we love it. Absolutely rush out and see and it. And didn't help that we gushed about it while we were talking yeah, about it, yeah. too. Um, you guys know our favorite scenes. You know how much I think Audrey 2 is just a cute little cutie yeah, patootie. Yeah. Um, like I said, this this episode is strictly for catching your breath. For fun and fluff. And fun and fluff. It's it's a it's an FF episode, <laughs> and um and so yeah, like it is currently streaming on Max. It makes its rounds, yeah. but go honestly, out and just buy it. <laughs> honestly, if you have not seen this yet, what are you doing? Yeah, why are you listening? Like this is another one of those. If you've not seen this, um, how did you find us? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I feel like there's a certain threshold of horror fan mm-hmm. that, like, if you're listening to a horror podcast, even if you yeah. don't like horror movies, you've probably seen this one. You've at least seen the staples, and right. this is absolutely 100% a staple. Yeah. Because it's honestly, despite a little bit of language here yeah. and there, it, it's... It's more family friendly than yeah, a yeah. lot of horror. Yeah, I mean, like, now, granted, we weren't we're not the greatest example because we were watching really nasty stuff at a very young <laughs> yes. age. But I mean, this was definitely I would say of of the horror movies I saw around the same time. 
this one was probably the 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 most friendly of yeah. the above because I saw this and um, Return of the Living Dead and maybe even Night of the Demons like all around the same time. Yeah, so four and five. Same. Yeah, I would I would say that that was and, about the time that I saw all of them too. Yeah, yes, and this this was definitely the. Oh, okay. This, har- is, this har- is fun. Yeah. yeah, it's not so hard. Nobody, you don't see anybody like turn inside out. There's yeah, no, we see there's no like sex. we there's see no... the chopped up body parts, but it's not necessarily like grotesque yeah. or extra gory. Well, yeah, and, and that was something else that they did is when Seymour had dragged the body parts into uh, the shop. Mm-hmm. It's not like blood red. It looks like mud. Yeah. It looks like he's yeah. just dragging mud into the place. So even that, like, so Frank Oz did a great job at, like, keeping this as PG as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, like, the content, if you were to make it just a little bit more gory or a little bit more nasty, like, it could be an easy R with no problem. For sure. But, but you know, thankfully it's not, so it's incredibly accessible. But, again, watch it. See it. If you yeah. haven't seen it, if, if, if you have seen it, watch it again. It's been too long. Listen to the soundtrack. Oh, my God. Listen to the soundtrack. Come on. Uh, and if you have a <laughs> chance to see the stage play, uh, definitely, definitely run out and do that, too. That's on my bucket list yeah. to see a stage performance yeah. of this. Well, I absolutely love all the different um, uh, uh, approaches to at Audrey, Audrey 2, 2, which we discussed in the musical episode. So I don't I don't want to take too much yeah, time no. on that. Go, Go ahead back and, look, and yeah. listen to that. Yeah, yes. Exactly. <laughs> all right, folks, that brings us down. Uh, that brings us to the end of this episode of Podcast Magoria's Halloween A to Z. Our next episode is our M episode. M for Madman. <gasps> oh. Mm. Huh. I haven't seen this. I <laughs> know absolutely about yeah. nothing about this <laughs> so, one. There you go, folks. We're 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 out of the uh, out of Skid Row and into the woods. <laughs> <laughs> so see what we think about that movie next time. Until next time, if you find yourself working in a little flower shop and business is not booming, and you decide to buy some stock from another flower shop, and you find something a little strange you didn't notice before, well, I'll tell you what. Be sure that you're giving it all the water and the food that it needs to grow. Listen to what your little plant has to say. And as it grows and grows and grows and eats up everything around you, you must do one final thing, the most important thing, to make sure that that plant can be as successful as you. And that is you must stay spooky. The shop owner of the other shop should have had all the fame and glory, not Seymour. Ah, because he had the plant first. I'm just saying. All right. Bye. You've been listening to Podcast Magoria with Autumn and James, starring Autumn Campbell and James Davis, produced by Taryn Westphal, with music by James Davis. Like what you heard? Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to follow on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for posts related to Podcast Magoria Productions. And as always, stay spooky.